name is Lex Durgan. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt just returned from a protest march at Disney to make Captain America be gay. Disney agreed maybe Captain America could kiss another guy, and the crowd dispersed. All except for Matt, who chained himself to the studio and demanded Captain Peg a versatile sub-bottom, and then insisted he play Bucky. That is true. That's very long, but that's another... That was very involved. <laughs> that, was, that was like a whole little story. It's longer than most of the kids' books. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and it's convenient new The Car Comes to You feature. When you don't have time to walk up your driveway and get your car, boom, there it is. <laughs> Jeep Grand Cherokee, because we can always find another checkoff. <laughs> that's, that's a too soon category. Poor Anton What Yelkin. happened? The car just rolled onto him? Well, I mean, he's dead, so he's not there to answer. Right. But uh, apparently the car was up the driveway. He was checking his mail, and the car came rolling back towards him and pinned him against the, uh, the mailbox. It was like a brick mailbox. Mm. And that was the end of checkoff. That's a that's a rough way to go. That is a horrible way to go. I don't think I. I here's all I hope. No matter how no matter how much the, the coroner finds it took him to die, how long it took him to die, I hope they tell his family it was immediate because it could have been like forty. Right, <laughs> could right. Like, could have been the squirrels reading his eyes and stuff. It could have been pretty bad. It also goes to show, like, just don't don't go around acting like an asshole all the time because you could just get hit by a runaway a jeep. At any yeah, point. A jeep. By the way, uh, that Grand Cherokee model is on a recall because the gear shift apparently is very difficult to see what gear you're in. Uh, which Jeep immediately denied had anything to do with this, even though it sounds exactly like that's what happened. Well, they're really crappy vehicles. The, they're not manufactured well. No, they're heavy, though. They're very, stu- they're very sturdy. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Jeep Grand Cherokee versus uh, a checkoff. The Jeep Grand Cherokee wins. That's just right. We know that. Even if he was wearing a bicycle helmet, yeah. he probably would still be dead. The, uh, the Jeep lived to tell the, tell the tale, so <laughs> the Jeep wanted that one. Uh, and if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook. Also, Last Man Podcast. By the way, I, make, I really feel somewhat bad about making fun of people who died horrible ways. It has to be bad for karma. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't really making fun of him. I, I, I feel bad for the guy. I'm parking all my cars downhill from where I am <laughs> evermore. That's why they make you turn your wheels to the, towards the curb, I think. Uh, what if you turned his wheels and the car came at an angle from the turned wheels and smashed them? That's highly possible. <laughs> There's no one, there was no one there to see it. I'm sorry. We're getting off the checkoff topic. He's still dead. Uh, before they start the show, a special thank you to the Surly Goat in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard, hosting us for a second week in a row. We've never been invited back to the same place twice. That speaks of poor management, but very, very nice people. Come here and have a drink. Uh, all right, on to the show. Matt, let me ask you. Let's kick this off with a little Khloe Kardashian. You uh, share the same body type as Khloe Kardashian. Uh, you haven't started uh, breaking the bones in your pelvic yet to uh, decrease your stomach size. <laughs> that comes next. I think it's very clear if anyone has looked at the Kardashian family, and, and even though people don't watch the show, we've all looked at them before because it's impossible not to. Uh, this is like one of those, uh, this, which one of these things is not like the other game? Khloe Kardashian does not fit in with her family of diminutive, uh, petite, fake-breasted uh, uh, sisters. Right. She looks radically different than the rest of them. I mean, she clearly might have some genes in connection with it, but she looks like she came from a different daddy. Uh, the daddy, the original bio dad is dead. There's been all these like shows about where she's going to get a DNA test to find out who her father is. And people have always said they think it's OJ Simpson, just mostly because that's really fun to say. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. <laughs> yes, because he lived in Brentwood and the mom used to fuck around with football players when she was married. So OJ apparently, Chloe Kardashian says she wants a paternity test once and for all to find out if OJ is her dad, which I have to think going into it she believes isn't the case, otherwise she wouldn't do it. And O.J. said, yes, I will take the paternity test, but you have to come to Nevada where I'm in prison to get the SWAT to swab me, yeah. and then I will agree to do it. Uh, doesn't this sound like the opening act of a horror movie to you? Yeah, it's totally Hannibal Lecter. He's going to you know, get her a little closer. Like, I can't read the test, and then just grab yes, her through like, the bars. Yes, you have to swab my nose. Get closer. 
<laughs> He's so psyched about this. This is like ideal for him. This is the best thing that it's happened. Like, to I OJ. didn't think I had another one of these in me. Yeah, I thought I blew my load on these first two things. This is like the best thing that happened to OJ since he uh, killed his ex-wife and, and the Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, honestly, he's gonna. Uh, here's my theory: he gets her closer, like you said, like Hamill Lecter, and I think he's just gonna fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> he's just be like, fine. first, I don't think he cares if his daughter or not. He's OJ. We know he's hypersexual. He hasn't. He's been in jail for seven years. Yeah, I think he's just gonna fucking plow her. I was gonna say, normally you wouldn't want to uh, bang your daughter but you know you also don't want to kill your your wife no you, you definitely don't want to kill your wife and plus he hasn't seen pussy in a long time it's not clear that DNA test takes a little while to come back I think he fucks her and kind of just waits, waits it out by the way if he does end up fucking his daughter that still won't be the worst thing he's done in his life Right. So it's not that it's not that bad. We're like, yeah, if I can kill my wife. Do they have bad. the uh, the conjugal trailers? Do they still do that? Uh, I don't think. I think yes, but I think you have to be ma- legally married to have that. You what know, if you're just related through to blood, birth, <laughs> blood like your daughter? <laughs> I think you're allowed to fuck your daughter. What is the upside here? I know what the upside is for OJ. What's the upside for Khloe Kardashian in visiting OJ? And by the way, I don't think he's her dad because if he was really her dad, she would not go test this because she, uh, she's still somewhat human. The last thing you want to find out in your life is OJ's your real dad. Well, I think a normal person would not want OJ to be their dad. I think that she would want OJ to be her dad because, you know, she doesn't have a lot of material. She doesn't have a lot of ideas or anything to go on. So I think for her, just her story. to get in the news, this would be huge for her, you know. This is, a bo- this is definitely a book and made another TV show for her. Yeah. With her daddy when he comes out of prison. He gets out of jail next year sometime. He's going to come out and... He's going to do something weird. He's going to start going to the same restaurants in Brentwood and being like, how you like me now? And getting <laughs> drunk and like fucking... And he'll probably get pussy, too. They're not letting him back in the country. He was the first black member of the Brentwood Country Club, by the way. Uh, well, that's out the window. Yeah, he's not getting back in there. They're like, they learned their lesson. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Uh, it just it seems like if you're, if you're going to go to a prison to see if your dad who murdered someone is, a, is your biological father and it's your option, you skip that option. That's not something you want to do. If you're a normal person, but yeah. if you're, you know, it's such a pub- you're saying it's so huge publicity wise that she would do it anyhow. That's why I don't think it's true because I think if she thought it was true, she would have done it already. Well, so three years ago, I did a little Kardashian family research. Three years ago, they uh, had an episode, so probably fake, uh, where all the Kardashians were going to find out once and for all if, if. And by the way, they're only doing this test because this is a mom getting the kids around to have a DNA test because she fucked so many dudes, not her husband, while she was married. Right. It's not like her saying, like, no, honey, I was faithful to your father. You can't. You have to be his daughter. This is her saying, I fucked so many dudes. I'm not sure if OJ's your daughter. OJ's Could be Marcus Allen, like, Emmett Smith. Yeah, like the mom actually Barry knows. Sanders. She kind of should know the answer, whether or not it could, OJ could be her dad or not. Yeah. That's not like OJ. It's not like she's a guy and OJ's a woman. She's a woman. OJ would have had to fucking put his dick inside of her and, and come for her to be the dad. She has to kind of remember that. True. And it's not like he's a random dude. He was OJ. This is '80s OJ Simpson. He was a big dude. He was a big star. Yeah, I think he'd remember. He'd remember. That. Oh yeah, uh, OJ's wife fucked Marcus Allen. That's right. There was a lot of this shit. It was like a Peyton place going on there in in, uh, in Brentwood. Everyone was just fucking everybody. I'm sure that like Ted Danson was faithful to. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's no to wonder Whoopi, to that Whoopi Goldberg. These people are so <laughs> fucked up. I mean. Just look at where they came from, you know? Like, I don't know. Maybe we'd all be the same if we were raised by a whore mom and, like, a dad that was just, like... Oh, I don't blame the... I don't blame the... I don't, I don't, I, I, you can't blame a kid when they're got put into something when they're two. Yeah. That's just like that's like a circus folk or carny folk. 
That's like a family you're born into. If they turn to that when they're 18, that's different. It may have even been malicious. She may have been like, we're going to pull them out of school. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not going to let them. Like, they're in prison. Like, you can't let them. You can't let slaves learn how to read. Yeah. You know? Like, maybe I fucked OJ. Maybe I didn't fuck OJ. They all make a show about the DNA test. I'm not going to tell you who your dad is. She uh, obviously she, fucked OJ. No. Oh, she fucked OJ. I mean, if, they're, if, like, if the Chief Grand Cherokee is looking at who did it next, <laughs> this is like Christine, the movie Christine. Uh, it could go for Chris Jenner. She's a fucking horrible person. And maybe OJ will kill her when he gets out again. That'd By the way, awesome. why, why would OJ not just go kill people when he got out of prison? I believe he is going to. He's got like a few years left. I don't to think live. he's going to kill like dozens of people, but he's going to kill like two at the least. People who he feels wronged them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who that would be. Probably a, a lawyer. That's a popular move. Maybe the lawyer in the civil case. Yeah. And maybe Chris, maybe Chris Jenner. Or Ron, uh, Ron, Gold, Ron Goldman's dad. Dad. Yeah. Especially if she's fucking someone, if he's fucking someone he likes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's my story. Chloe, find, what, if she, what if she finds out that like Marcus Allen's her father? That could be a father, too. How could the mom not tell? How could you have a 30-year-old daughter and not tell her who her father is? Look, so that's fucking tor- now I think about it, that's fucking the like odds that her dad is someone. Let, let's assume it's a black guy. Yeah. So if you're a black guy in Brentwood, fucking r- powerful people's wives, you're yeah. probably well known. So if it's There's not OJ, three or, four, three or four guys could be Danny Glover, Sidney Poitier. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Probably uh, not him. Marcus, I think Marcus Allen or or OJ Simpson. All right, Chloe, here's my advice to you: Don't find out who your dad is. It's better to live the. Fan- it's be- she seems really stupid, like she could spin tales to her. It's far better to let stupid people live with their fantasy than it is to give them the truth. Right. Uh, uh, ignorance really is bliss, I think, in her part. I think you have a much better life if you're really dumb and people don't tell you the truth. So I wouldn't go for it. I know it's a lot of publicity. I think, do think OJ is going to fucking dream the shit out of her when he sees her. I hope so. I hope so, too. All right, Chloe, good luck. We got an email from uh, Emma. Uh, Emma is interested, like the rest of the world, in the Michael Jackson porn collection. I'm not sure how it took 13 years to come out. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you saw this. Everyone wants to know, uh, Michael Jackson's porn collection, is it really that terrible? Uh, there was no actual child porn in his porn collection. It was released today by the Santa Radar Online. Somehow I got a copy of the reports from Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department of the porn they found when they raided Michael Jackson's ranch in 2003. Mm-hmm. Is his porn collection as large and, and diverse as it was? <laughs> uh, I'm, I, by the way, I'm halfway on this. Should you really judge a man by his porn collection? I don't think so. I think if you looked at any of our internet histories, we may have delved into some less than uh, exemplary things. This is not a confessional moment, by the way. Um, we're, in a public, we're in a public space. Well, it was weird reading the articles because some of them were like, it was barely barely legal, kind of like fringe stuff. But, you know, there is a really popular magazine called Barely Legal. And say you've never heard of it. And you're like, so what do you subscribe to? Barely Legal? So you, you're really trying to skirt child porn laws is what you're doing? Well, that's how Larry Flint sells that magazine, by the way. <laughs> but that's a really popular thing. But so. there was a lot of... I saw the full list. So there was, a, there was a site that had the full list of the porn, including examples of it. Yeah. First of all, I always say this. It was a lot of porn. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm in the, in the camp where you don't judge a man for his porn. But if you have thousands of pieces of porn in your collection... We had like a billion dollars. I mean, if you had a billion dollars, so you holding, might have a hundred times back, more porn. The only thing holding you back from like four storage lockers with the porn is the money. <laughs> like, otherwise, you'd have a fucking card catalog system and a librarian and shit like that and cranes to like lift out your fucking favorite porn. I think so. I mean, a man should be limited. That's why internet porn's great because you don't have to you, don't you have, have to store We it. all have that now. Yeah, you have to store it. But in the old days, guys had magazines. But who had 5,000 magazines? That's just, that gets to the issue. And then, by the way, so a lot of the magazines they found, a lot of the porn was like, it was, first of all, a lot of gay porn, a lot of tranny porn, as you might expect. There was a lot of man-boy. It wasn't porn because it wasn't sexualized, but they were naked, like nude, old vintage nudity photos and things like that. 
Um, well, that could have been because if you're saying they had like antique turn of the century porn, like yeah, oh, yeah, you no have one was some of that. You no one was asking for the passports on those shoots, were they? No, but you get there's an art exception. I remember what the guy who had the uh, Pee Wee Herman tried to go with the art. art. Art exception when they found pictures of like fifteen year old naked boys on his collection oh. and Jeffrey Jones because oh, they were like they weren't like engaged in sexual activity they were like boys posing in like classical Greek poses but apparently the judge didn't really buy that <laughs> that's the that's what a lot of this shit is by the way a lot of this uh, looking the books they're for sale on Amazon a lot of them are for sale on Amazon and there's like prepubescent pubescent boys like posed with fucking wreaths on their head and like posing like Olympic you know mythology poses and shit like that and they're in loincloths or shit like that. Right, because then you could say, like, Monet, if he painted, like, a young child that it's was... Not illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal. And, Even if they're naked, actually, it's technically not illegal if it's if there's an artistic license to it and it's not designed to titillate. Right. Um, so he had a lot of that shit, by the way. Then he had a picture of a young girl holding a dead goose. Oh. Which is, I thought was an interesting add to the collection. There was a lot of... There was some S&M... Uh, Bondage shit like that. Probably they, wasn't his go-to, the dead goose one, but uh, well, it was, it was probably displayed. Apparently, it was a young girl. It looked like a young, dressed-up girl with a dead goose in her hand. Um, I don't know if that's your thing. That's, that's even. I don't think you even find that. You got to type that shit. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm gonna type that in a Pornhub later. See, might be like ten thousand videos that come up. Yeah, young girl, dead goose. Uh, here's the thing. So this stuff never got released at trial. He had this all this weird fucking porn. They think he used it to desensitize the kids who were coming to his house. It wasn't for him. He was like, why would he have barely legals in his house? He'd have barely legals so 12-year-old boys would see it and get aroused. And then he'd be you know, fucking call pajama party time. Right, right. Because they did notice that most of the porn they found did not have his fingerprints on it. So even weirder than owning like 5,000 pieces of porn is owning 5,000 pieces of porn and 4,900 of them you've never... That you're, you're not looking you're at. Not looking, yeah. You're not looking at. So you used to have a massive porn library for the guests that visit the Neverland Ranch. You all have them between 9 and 12-year-old boys. So I imagine the guest rooms were stocked with like, oh, yeah, here's your pillow or your change of pajamas, and here's your 20, 20 copies of Jugs. <laughs> I'll be back in half an hour to help you brush your teeth. I don't, I don't know. It's some weird shit. Here's my question from this, e- from this email we got. Uh are there? It seems to me like women are still defending. Mostly women are defending Michael Jackson. Is there anything you can tell a defender of Michael Jackson that would make them believe that he was fucking molesting the shit out of kids for like twenty years? No, I, I think a lot of people have sort of arrived at their conclusion and they're not going to waver on it. First of all, I don't think you really need this news break to solidify no. your opinion on this. It's just grow. It's just more. But, that's why I don't like it. It is. I can see why the judge let in the case because it is extremely prejudicial. Yeah. I mean, it should be enough that he slept, that he shared a bed with boys, should have been, and gave them liquor. That should have been enough. Yeah, right there. I'm going <laughs> and guilty. Then, and paid and paid him off not to say shit. That should have been enough. Yeah. Which is like, as the stand, I always use a standard guy test. If you heard that, just those two or three facts, you'd, re, you'd be ready to get the fucking firing squad out, right? Yeah. And you, like, don't, well, you have, like, fake wives. I mean, obviously, you know, everyone wants to act like they were super tight with with Michael Jackson. If so, then, yeah, you're probably an accomplice to some kind of crime. Right. Uh, they also, by the way, could not admit admit to the trial the fact that he paid upwards of $200 million in hush money to other families to not bring charges. You're not allowed to you, disclose that. You can't disclose that to the jurors. So jurors are stupid people to begin with. Mm-hmm. I know because I've been in jury selections. You probably have too, and every person that's half brain tries to get off, tries to get away <laughs> from the jury duty. <laughs> so generally people are very impressionable, and they're not allowed to hear any of this like really superficially impressionable shit. So it just gets down to this fucking like, legalese detail of like evidence and stuff like that. And if you have a multi-million dollar defense team, they can, you know, just like the OJ trial, they can obfuscate all this kind of 
you know, lay reasons why that wasn't really a bad thing or that didn't really happen. Yeah. They can, and then the jury goes, well, I can't say beyond a reasonable doubt like it is in CSI TV shows and shit like that. So Michael Jackson walks free. Yeah, that's like every good lawyer. Is like, and it's not just in the movies. They're like, so what is a reasonable doubt? And then it's like, well, yeah, no one could be guilty, really. Yes. I mean, really, there's always a chance. Yes. Did, <laughs> did he touch his penis? Did he not touch his penis? Just because you sleep with a boy doesn't mean you're touching his penis. And he was sleeping. He was drunk, and he was passed out. He can't remember. It was basically a reverse rape trial, essentially. Yeah. Where the victim was like 11, 12-year-old boy. So let's fa- let's say here who are the who are the guilty people? Michael Jackson and his w- weird ass fucking young girl goose porn collection, dead goose porn collection, and the parents who sold their kids basically to Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, they should probably be tried for something because you know I want to know what they knew because if you're the first one, I get it. Like I still wouldn't be leaving my kids with some single weirdly effeminate guy who, with, owns, a, who owns a ranch, who with, owns a ranch with toys and, and animals. <laughs> wants requests to sleep over with my kid yes. right there. I'm just yes. saying no. He hit, but, he, hit, he hit every single check on the pedo checklist. <laughs> every single one. But even if he wasn't a little league coach, outside of that, it was even if none of that. Like even if you're the first person, I get it. But after that. It was like the rumors were rampant. Not rumors. It was a fact that he'd been charged and accused multiple times. So. Oh, I looked today at the old Emmanuel Lewis photos of Michael Jackson with Emmanuel Lewis. These are the photos he released, by the way, of time he spent with that little kid from, from Webster, the TV show, that little midget. Oh, the, the oh, Emmanuel. He was a kid who was shorter than Gary Coleman. Oh, I was thinking Gary. I thought they were the same guy. No, they're, uh, no, they're both dead. One's dead. No, they're both dead. I don't know. This one was even shorter than Gary. Yeah, Gary. yeah, yeah. It's Look, like a mini me. He was in the Webster show with a football player. And even the photos that Michael Jackson released from the time he spent with him is so fucking creepy. <laughs> They're like playing, literally wrestling. They're wrestling photos. He's wrestling with this little eight-year-old midget kid. And it's oh, just wait. Like, when? Wait. So he was an adult that was like two feet tall, right? He was a little kid at first and he never grew. So he was always little, and he just never grew. But was he hanging out with them when he was really little, and he was like six inches tall? Or he, he was, was this never, when he was an adult that no, just looked like a little kid? No, he went from like, his growth spurt was from like two feet to two one. I don't know. It's just hard <laughs> to tell. So he could have been 20. He could have been six. I don't know. He was like, whenever, whenever he was on the show, okay. I think he was a kid, like a 12 or 13-year-old on the show. But he looked like he was four or five. He was tiny. That's really dark and weird. I forgot about it that. It is. And the photos themselves are just like, it could have just been like, it was bizarre. He's wrestling with this little kid, and, like, he's got his legs spread, and the little kid's like, it was just, you'd see this. Like, any parent would see this. Any normal parent would see this and go, like, yeah, you're not sleeping over there tonight. But you're right. The parents just drove him, dropped him off. He gave him money, and then they went on their way, you know? And this kid, the kid who testified against him had cancer, was a cancer victim. It yeah. Just, the whole thing is so fucking so it's, it's all right to molest healthy children. Yeah, yeah, not the cancer kids. So, the line at the... Uh, I want to blame people who created vintage porn because porn was really horrible in the past. <laughs> so, I don't know who... Black and white porn, but have you seen... There's no good black and white porn. Like, until, uh, like, 1965, there was just no porn. When you combine the, the bush, it's really hard to make anything out. Oh, yeah, like the Victorian... Have you seen Victorian porn? I don't know how dudes masturbated in the last century. It just was like... It was like a fat woman lifting her like her garment, and you could see like her book, like a giant bush. You'll, you'll cope. You'll adapt to whatever is available. Really, it's like McLuhan said. If you're McLuhan mentioned that, that bush, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have the citation in front you're, of me. You're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, if you're starving, like anything, I know that if you're starving, anything looks pretty good to eat. I guess that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. All right, uh, Michael Jackson, the ghost of Michael Jackson. Uh, I really hate women who defend. As I told you uh, earlier, I honestly think anyone who's a pedophile, Sandusky, Michael Jackson, all stuff, there is a woman somewhere in that chain, a grown adult woman who knows what's going on and says nothing. 
That's my theory about every pedophile ever. Yeah. I mean, there's probably somewhere in, you know, some sneaky bastard somewhere that fucking grabs kids out of vans. But all this familiarity, rape and shit, like family members, friends, singers. There's always a woman who knows what's going on and doesn't say anything. Well, say you haven't fucked your husband in like six years and he doesn't have a mistress. Right there, I'm I'm thinking possible pederasts. Uh, if he is also volunteering at the public library to read to children, mm-hmm. yeah, I would just drone the shit out of that. Coaching youth sports. <laughs> youth, youth sports. Uh, he's involved in any charities that belong. If he's uh, the spokesperson for Subway. He's watching a lot of uh, WB, a lot of Mickey Mouse Club and yes. shit. Like, the signs are out there. They're there, fully out there. There's I've never been a case like this where you look at the evidence and you didn't wonder how the fuck people didn't see this happening. Well, the same way about the Orlando shooter, by the way. There was at least 30 clear indicated signs that this guy was going off the deep end, and nothing was done, nothing was done about it. Well, These it things seems- don't happen. They, they, people always go like, rampage, random rampage. No, there was like 10 years of pathology behind this where people just went like, yeah, that's okay. It seems, it seems kind of sexist. Like, women sort of have immunity on this because after the Sandusky trial, for example, you know, no one was like, well, like, we all understood what was going on there, and she knew, but no one said, let's drag her ass to court, did they? I mean, why not? Uh, no, she was upstairs playing the Victrola, <laughs> like, by the Victrola, <laughs> loud enough that she didn't have to hear the fucking grunts coming from the basement. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, why was, why was she not an accomplice? Because you're right, she's an old lady, and there is a double standard. I think, like, first of all, she had to live with a fucking weird-ass pedophile for 40 years. Maybe that's punishment enough. Some of yeah. them should have at least broken her Victrola. <laughs> it was like, why? You can hear, like, plugging her ears, ah, whining the thing, ah, making noise in her ears. Yeah. Or fucking, like, some 12 year olds grunting in the basement as Jerry's on top of him, fucking raping him. And she's, like, fucking turning on the fucking Judy Garland, trying to get Judy Garland on the fucking thing, going louder and louder. Well, I would give a bit of a pass because I think they had a really huge house. If you're living in, like, a one bedroom, I'd say you're a lot more culpable. Yeah, there's, I, I just, I'm telling you, look at any case, there's going to be a woman in there. I'm not saying the women hold the same amount of blame, but there is a woman somewhere in there. Right down to the Orlando shooter's wife, who's like, "Oh, I'll drive you. I'll drive you to the gay clubs to scout that place. Yeah. Sure, why not? That seems like a good idea. Just as long as you're out of the house. Women, I think, just don't want trouble, so you just let it. Let it or they like the money in Michael Jackson's case. So <laughs> I have to think about selling a kid to Michael Jackson. It's a lot of money. <laughs> All right, everyone, go away. Uh, Michael Jackson porn collection. I'm never looking at you ever again. Except the girl with the goose. I did copy that one. All right, Matt, let me ask you a question. Uh, I know you wanted to be a police officer your entire life, and uh, the force would not take you uh, because of your spasticity. Um, the Oakland PD, which... So if I say to you, Oakland PD, right off the bat, you probably think shitty police force, right? Yeah, yeah. That may be related to the fact that there's been a police force for the last many decades has been under <laughs> under surveillance by the feds, have uh, lots of corruption scandals, lots of ineffectiveness, lots of riots they haven't controlled. Well, if you just look at the numbers, they've done a great job there in yes. Oakland. Uh, Oakland with- is one of the... Uh, I know I spent a significant amount of time in Oakland. Oakland is... I would say one of the shittiest, <laughs> shittiest cities in this entire country. And like any other shitty, urban, depressed area, it has a shitty police force. So it's not really news that, it, that a crappy town like that has a shitty police force because they take advantage. You know, that's how it works. You take advantage of what's around you. And the police, and there's no one supervising you. You're going to get away with a lot more shit. You're going to do a lot more shit. And you already have a shitty job in a city town. So you're going to start doing crazy shit. Like, for instance... Fucking the uh, police dispatcher's 16 year old, 16 or 17 year old daughter, mm-hmm. who by the way is also hooking hooking on the side. Uh, so this girl, I'm going to mispronounce her name is Celeste Guap. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I'm not sure I could even fuck a girl named Guap. Uh, <laughs> she looks, I'm going to say this for the record. I looked at her picture. She looks mildly to severely retarded. Uh, she, there's something definitely wrong with her. Oh, uh, uh, yeah? I mean, beyond the fact that she's a teenage hooker. <laughs> there's something but like... you think she's like mentally disabled? I saw her writing and stuff like that. She seems like she's like passing as normal. But there's clearly, looks like there's something going on there in her facial features to indicate the fact that she may not have the best judgment executive executive <laughs> function going on there. So apparently she was a she was a high school girl and also hooking on the side to pay the extra bills. And she was being beat up by her pimp. She was saved by an Oakland uh, police officer uh, who then thanked himself by starting to fuck her as well. Um, so he broke even on the karma points. He saved the girl from being yes. beaten up. And well, then, uh, unless he saved her from the pimp just to have sex with her. Then I think he'd lose the points. But the way the story goes, she was running from her pimp, and he, he rescued her. And it, life is tough on the streets of Oakland, by the way, Matt. I mean, that's just it happens. She has enormous jugs, by the way. So she probably was not just jogging more than running. Yeah. Um, and also, you, it angers pimps when you run away too fast. So you want to do more like a slow, casual walk, like nothing's wrong here. We still have pimps. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know, right? We used to have pimps in 2016. Uh, you'd think like Craigslist and stuff to get rid of all that stuff. Like the internet would have gotten rid of pimps. But you still need the pimp on the street if you're working the street, especially if you're probably underage. So you can't do that digitally. I don't know. She has a pimp. The pimp was going to beat her up. By the way, this could all be made up. Who knows? <laughs> the cop. Uh, the cop started fucking her. Uh, and then he decided, like all cops who are fucking underage prostitutes who are the daughters of their police dispatcher, that he wanted to introduce her to a few of his buddies. And by the way, this, this is one of the part of the cop mentality I don't quite understand. I know why you have, like, you're in a fraternal type uh, professional organization. And you, cover, you got your buddies back, and you'll cover each other's back. You'll lie during testimony. You'll do all that stuff. I understand that part. But why are you sharing girls? I've never quite understood dudes who want to share their share girls. Actually, underage ones. It seems like you might want to keep that under wraps. Yeah, but just the idea like, man, I got myself a good piece of pussy. I'm going to share it with Bob. That's just like... That seems like that's a weird sort of fraternity, whether it be college fraternity, police guy thing. That's a weird thing. I've never thought to myself, man, I really like having sex with this girl. I'm going to give her to my buddy. Like, that's just, that seems anti-male behavior, doesn't it? To like, it does, like, yeah. It seems like you'd want to do the opposite, really. That's when you like your social, your, your view, like the way you view your friend relationship or professional relationships is more than the way you view the women. And you're like, you really want status points. You just want to do something with your buddies so bad that you're going to have sex with the same girl. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Well, may- yes, it is. Maybe he was pimping her out. Maybe he was an aspiring pimp. Maybe the pimp that he talked about saving from didn't exist in the first place, and he was a pimp all along. I think that might be possible. Well, anyhow, he killed himself. <laughs> oh, cool. And his wife, when the uh, story came out, so by, by the time this girl was done being passed around, she had a fuck, uh, was fucked by, I should say, the passive tense. Uh, 31 different police officers in the uh, Oakland and surrounding areas. That's just that we know of. The real number's got to be much, much higher. You think so? Or not. I mean, it's non-cops. That was just police officers, so the list was subdivided. By When you fuck that many guys, you have to have, like, some, you know, some filters. Like, you filter your database. Right, right. So it's 31 cops, which is a lot, by the way. And like I think you said, being the first guy is still kind of gross. Being the 31st guy is much grosser. That's just not like, hey, you want to fuck this girl? She's fucked every guy you know. Yeah. Getting in there, man. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem appealing from a physical standpoint, but also it's your entire livelihood that you're yes. putting at risk, yes. too. Which no one seemed to care about, because if you're fucking one underage prostitute, maybe you get away with it. When she's fucking 30 of you guys, 
it's going to come out. It's going to come around. Yeah, it's going to come out. Uh, she's if there's one thing you know about prostitutes, even one with chromosomal deficiencies, is that they're very savvy when it comes time to like get their get their cut. And so she saw an opportunity, obviously, to like at some point she's going to squeal, right? She's going to figure out she needs a favor, she needs some money, she needs whatever. Mm-hmm. She's going to tell. She did. There's an investigation. The cop killed the first cop killed himself. Then his wife killed herself. I don't know what, <laughs> what she killed herself for. That's that's, old, that's some old Roman shit. That's some old Roman <laughs> shit. My husband goes, I got to kill myself now too. But whatever her part in it must have been some part of it too, because she killed herself. Uh, let me ask you: uh, Is this the most awesome story ever? It's great. It's it's a really it's. I love when stuff happens from the movies, but it's like happening in real life. And they had three. Uh, now they've had three police chiefs resign in sequence in the past week because uh, either they're responsible for this, they oversaw it, or the last I think it was a woman took the job and said, "Fuck, I don't want to be in charge of this police force. And this shit's going down." So she just quit too. I think it's just that when police have to start answering questions, especially in a place like Oakland. There's just so many questions. There's a lot of other shit that's going to come out, and you know they're all doing a lot of really bad shit. Yeah, <laughs> if, if like the opening, the opening, the opening, the entree into this is like you all fucked an underage prostitute uh, while you're on the force. That's not the bad thing. There's other worse. There's other worse things. Yeah, that's the hook they're using to get them to testify against each other. There's going to be other shit that comes out. How did it come out initially? It seemed like she was posting some stuff on Instagram that was kind of hinting at it or well, something. Well, no, it came out because the, uh, the cop, the, either the wife or the cop killed himself first. I don't know what's killed himself first. Oh. And when, they, when there's a suicide, they launch an investigation to see, oh, hey, why did, uh, why did, why did I think his name is Brendan, why did Brendan kill himself? Anyone know? Uh, I don't know, underage prostitute. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> if he, that's when people started talking. So he was dead. His wife was dead. So Otherwise, she could have gone for the record, I think. Yeah, it's a real man. It would suck to have to kill yourself every time you're going to get busted for doing something. That yeah, no. By the way, that doesn't seem. It seems really bad, but it's not like you were like kingpin in some you know drug operation. Maybe, maybe. By the way, maybe he was that as well. So, so the best part is she's this girl is still on Facebook. Her name is uh, Celeste Guap. You can stalk her there. She's still on. If she, if she's smart at all, she'll turn this into a reality show. I fucked 31 cops. That's a better <laughs> premise than anything I've heard of before. So some guy on Facebook right here is like, and she's writing just shit about like the news. Just, and he's like, aren't you the girl who fucked 31 cops? And she's like, that's not the real story. And the guy's like, no, that is the real, that is the fucking story. That's, that's the story. You fucked 31 cops. That's out of that. You're just a chick who was hooking on the high school girls hooking on the side. And you have a, some sort of missing number 21 chromosome or something like that. There's something wrong with you. What's the story? 31 Cops is impressive. How would, would the mom come into play? I mean, how did the mom miss out on this? She's a, she's a dispatcher. I guess they don't work directly with the cops. But. Uh, well, no, but you've got to know if she's, calling, like, if she's calling dispatch on some cop for some cop, and he's the one, one of the guys who fucked her daughter. Yeah. She's got to be talking shit over the fucking radio. I would think so. Car 47, you guys both fucked my daughter. So I you head to this fucking fire and run right into it. Uh, this story is horrible. We're horrible people for liking this story because this is really sad that this girl was in this situation. Because you know she's a young girl, she made a mistake or two. No, uh, it is sad, but it's it's good that there's some good coming from it. That you know at least they're firing a bunch of people, and maybe more cops will kill themselves. So. Well, that's uh, well, that's a happy news. Uh, there's a, there's a protest in the streets of Oakland now because every day there's protests for something in the streets of Oakland. Uh, the people want the women mostly want the names. Of the, the the police department is refusing to release the names of the men who fucked this girl. Uh, that are on record. They've been already found guilty in the internal investigation or whatever, and they want them to release the names of these cops, which I think is fair, don't you? 
Yes. Why, yeah. why would they not? I don't know. It'd just be weird. And what, are we, what are, would you do the first thing you say to one guy if he was on that list? Which number were you? <laughs> are you Is number this better two? or worse than when Lindsay Lohan left that napkin out with the names of all the guys she fought? <laughs> well, this chick's probably quite a bit cleaner than Lohan. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. 31 cops. Cops are gross. Uncrops gross people. And should we forgive them for that? Yes and no. Uh, wait, but aren't, couldn't you just take... Can you just look at what cops were fired and assume those were the 31? No, they weren't all fired. I think uh, there were a couple. One killed himself, and I think they put him on administrative leave. They don't actually, I don't think cops ever get fired. The civil service process is, like, years long. They never actually get fired. They get put on desk duty and put in some, some room somewhere they go to and get their paycheck. Right, right. It's really short of a conviction and, like, a felony conviction. It's really impossible to get rid of a civil servant. You could do, like, a Freedom of Information Act type thing. It'll come out eventually. I mean, yeah. let's put it this way, Matt. If you fuck this girl, it's time to tell your girlfriend now. Yes. <laughs> That's coming. Absolutely. That's coming out. If you were number 32. All right, so let's guap. I know I'm mispronouncing that. I just, like, if you come from Nicaragua and you're going to shorten your name, you got to come up with something better than that. Especially if you intend to fuck 31 police officers and become famous. She's going to need a better stage name than that. Yeah, that's true. It's not very good. I would, but for the record, I don't watch reality shows. I would watch hers. <laughs> I want to go to DNA, DNA test to see which one of her chromosomes she's missing. Because that may determine what's happening. And by the way, if it turns out that she is like either mildly retarded or severely retarded, that makes this case much worse for these cops. Right? Right. But an even better story. A much better story. But now you're the cop who fucked a retarded girl who was running from her pimp. All right, Matt, let me ask you. I know you're not going to watch the ESPY Awards for the 15th year in a row this year. Uh, I don't actually know anyone who watches the ESPY Awards. I'm not sure what the point of the ESPY Awards is. Other than I think they give- it's to provide a, a segment for SportsCenter the following week. It, I mean, they give out awards to people who are really good at sports the year before. So for some reason, they host it in July, but it's about 2000, the year before sports. So they give out an award to like the team that won the, you know, the World Series the year before, and now the team's in last place. And so they're kind of like, oh, yeah, that was last year, dude. Um, and also, really, it is a chance for ESPN, ABC, Networks, and Disney to show off how culturally progressive they are. So last year, remember we, how much we celebrated when Caitlyn Jenner was given the Arthur Ashe uh, Courageous, Courage Award. Yes. Uh, most in the vein of Arthur Ashe. The year before, that was Michael Sam, when they were just doing a string of people whose, cur- whose main side of courage was being gay. Uh, Bruce Jenner wanted to wear, was 65, wanted to start wearing dresses and get tits, so they gave him an award. Uh, this year, there's a lot of, last year, if you recall, when we were doing the show last year, there was a lot of hullabaloo where ESPN was forced to come out and start talking about all this made-up bullshit of why Caitlyn Jenner won the award. When I think everyone was clear, it was just because Diane Sawyer got the first interview with him in exchange for it. Yeah, it was pretty obvious, because it wasn't the decathlon uh, 35 years ago, right? No. It was just Caitlyn Jenner in a beautiful dress <laughs> up in the ESPYs award. And, of course, talking about transgender rights, which he's apparently done nothing for since that, since that moment. Uh, so this year, the ESPYs was determined, I think determined not to be called out for just political correctness, for not finding the, someone who exemplifies Arthur Ashe courage. So they fucking scoured Google search. <laughs> they just did Google search for tragic death of black child somewhere. And they found a kid in uh, Tennessee, a black sophomore in high school who played football. It's unclear how, how much football he played, but he was on the football team. And during a drive-by shooting last year, he jumped on top of girls he was partying with, essentially, or hanging out with, and saved them from the bullets. He took the bullets, basically, and died, and the three girls all lived. Which is, uh, would you say, 
more than, less than, or about equal to the Caitlyn Jenner level of courage? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you got to look at his wardrobe on this one. Uh, depends. He's dead, right? Oh, yeah, he died from the uh, bullet wounds that saved the lives of three other girls. Do we find an alive here? Is he the first? Well, they save, oh, look, they save some money on the, t- on the plane ticket. There's that. <laughs> But isn't it the fact, isn't what they did, basically reading this, isn't what they did was like after the Caitlyn Jenner thing, and the Michael Sam the year before, by the way, who got the award for being gay and then having the NFL force the Rams to draft him so <laughs> he could be cut like six weeks later. Uh, I'm not sure what the courage in that was. Um, and by the way, if he had come out like in the middle of a football game, that would be pretty awesome. So this year, did they just scour looking for like the most, like the story, the kid, someone to give the award to that absolutely nobody could, could uh, write shit about? Yeah, they took a lot of heat, justifiably, I think, especially for the for the Jenner one, the, the Michael Sam one I could see, because, you know, he was he was supposed to be the first gay pro athlete. He just wasn't good enough. I don't get how he got so bad from college to the NFL. I, I guess he was hanging out with Oprah too much, which is... Well, his, his combines, he was good. He was a good college player, for sure. But his combine stuff wasn't very strong, and I don't think he was ever... He was a he was he was a fourth fifth sixth round draft pick, right? And about ten to fifteen percent of those guys ever make the NFL. It took a lot of courage for him to really do a, a pretty gross makeout session yes, with his with boyfriend the during with the, the, the draft. With the kick, that was, some would say egregious. Oh, and by the way, just for the record, that was set up with ESPN as well. Yeah. So maybe that's you know people can understand that maybe that's why he got the award that year. He allowed the cameras in his home and he did that little cake thing for ESPN. Yeah, I'm not sure I would want him on my team. Uh, you know, I have no problem with him uh, making out with a dude, but was, really, I, I'm the opposite. I would, if he was good, I'd want him on my team. But I would not let the guy with the cake come around his front, like the games all the time. Well, yeah, that's what I didn't like how he did the cake. So it I'd was, be like, it was, he was making it. He was making a scene about it. And Caitlyn Jenner made a big scene by showing up in a twenty thousand dollar gown or shit like that. Uh, isn't this as crass? Would you say this is as crass as it was in reverse the years before? To find this, uh, you know, this unknown kid. This is really the first time, by the way, uh, they've given it to an unknown. You know, the kid was in the news. There was a news story about his heroism. But this is basically, he's not a national figure. He's not a Muhammad Ali. He was not whoever else they've given it to in the past. Yeah, it's all very disingenuous. But, I mean, so is the rest of the program, right? Like, I don't know if anyone's taking it real seriously. This isn't, uh, you know, the UN giving out some kind of achievement award. No, this is the one, this is the one award. I mean, they gave it to Jim Val- Jimmy Valvano in the past. This is the one award that actually means something at the ceremony because it is given to an important, generally, like a civil rights leader or someone who's, like, overcome a, a shitload, someone who was killed. They gave it to, like, the 9-11 Flight 93 passenger. The four guys who rushed the cockpit got the award one year. Is that so, a sport? Uh, well, no, it is now. It wasn't, at the, it wasn't at the time. So you don't have to be involved in sports. No, you actually, there's a caveat in the Arthur Ashe Award that you don't have to be Actually, and he, by the way, he played tennis, so let's just not quibble over that. That's a sport or not. Uh, it would be kind of a cool Olympic event to have like some terrorists. Like, I don't know how far a Boeing 747 is. It's got to be 50 yards, right? No. Yeah. To sprint, like like a bobsled sprint into the yeah. cabin. So well, they're, reinfor- the they're reinforced now. You can't do that shit anymore. Well, that's uh, part of the decathlon. you got to kick a door down or something. Well, I, if they held the Olympics like in the Middle East, that would happen again, I believe. It was pretty much guaranteed to happen. Here's the thing. Isn't it, aren't ABC and, and Disney and ESPN just a bunch of assholes? Yeah. Isn't this the most horrible thing you've ever heard of? Yeah, it's super I gross. I kind man. of upset at Caitlyn last year, but then I realized, okay, it's a ratings grab, but now you're grabbing a dead kid. You want to exploit the kid uh, just to cover for the fact that everyone's talking shit about you. It makes the Caitlyn thing that much worse. Like, you look at the list, it's like 
Michael, whatever, Michael Sam, Caitlyn Jenner, and the name of this like 15-year-old boy who like saved three lives and basically jumped on the grenade. There's got to be someone more sort of in key with what they're trying to do. Like, you know, kids obviously did a heroic thing. And, uh, but, you know, like, he's tenuously involved with sports. I mean, isn't there, like... Um, yeah, like a major league player who goes to, like, hur- does, like, hurricane disaster relief or something and yeah. saves people from, like, you know... In South America, there's always a, hur- there's always a hurricane or earthquake when you need it. Well, one guy in the White Sox is going to bust uh, underage sex That's stings. Adam LaRoche is going... Without any self-interest involved yes. whatsoever. Or police involvement or official government involvement. Adam LaRoche, yes. Alan Roche is saving uh, Vietnamese boys from being uh, uh, sodomized by uh, sex tourists. I guess that wouldn't play well. <laughs> that wouldn't play well in Disney. But it's no. but he's doing a lot. More, he's doing a lot more help than Caitlyn Jenner did. He's trying. Uh, he is trying. He's bringing his son with him too, so he can see his son can witness the men raping the boys and realize how horrible it is. It's sort of sort of like the live version of Michael Jackson's porn collection. There's some parallels. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is horrible. Uh, you're not crying about this, but I was actually almost shedding a tear earlier when I read this kid's story. It was so tragic and so heroic that it's, it, I find it demeaning that it's actually being entered at the ESPYs. Not because it's a sports show, but because of how they've turned this award into just a, just a ratings, a sheer commercial ratings grab and a, and a you know cynical ploy to get immediate attention. Exploiting the kid. And by the way, that doesn't help once he's once he already uh, passed away. You know, it's not like he's going to use this to further his career I, I believe there should be some like a scholarship involved perhaps uh, they, well they're flying the mother out to vegas is it la or vegas or something that's something your son dies you get to go to a trip to la or maybe vegas that's not so bad maybe you get to see next lebron who knows it could be pretty good uh all right just stop this stop the well you know arthur s is dead too by the way uh i think it's time to stop this award yeah spit it out just best dressed tranny as far as i'm concerned <laughs> stick with the theme got an email from Kevin, Matt. Uh, Kevin, I don't know. I don't know if you, how closely you follow Canadian politics. Uh, my dream is there'll be a Canadian C-SPAN someday that I can start watching. <laughs> I can't get enough of C-SPAN America. I want to see the Canadian Parliament uh, discussing, uh, spending 18 hours discussing no- absolutely nothing. I would have, uh, man, Rob Ford, you got to give it up to Rob Ford. I loved Rob Ford. He was the best, one of the best mayors in the history of mayors. Yeah. He was great. He and like the, the dude from uh, Marion Barry from D.C., both hardcore crack addicts made great mayors. Loved it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, but unfortunately, Rob Ford, other than being fat and having uh, apple cheeks, is the exception <laughs> to most Canadians. And the Canadian Parliament is even worse than the U.S. Congress because the U.S. Congress at least manages a large country. So when they fuck up, there's a big level fuck up. Canada, you can't even notice when they're fucking up. It's even hard to tell what's going on. It's sort of like Mayberry. So, like, they change the law and it isn't good. It's hard to notice. You don't see it for 50 years. <laughs> Most people have their beer and pancakes. They're kind of okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not like can't, people are counting in the Canada to lead the world. Rob Ford was smoking crack daily. It's city of Toronto is still a quality place. Yeah. No, smoking crack and loving eating that pussy. Yep. So he loves... Nothing wrong with a man smoking crack and eating pussy. Um, no. So, anyhow, there's a... Uh, in the Canadian Parliament, which I know well, there's a guy with a French... The other thing about Canada is that half of them speak French. So if you ever watch government proceedings, it's done like in French and English. Right, right. And half of them are speaking French. And you're like, what the... I mean, this is ridiculous. It's 2016. <laughs> you're in North America. <laughs> I get that there were French guys coming to get fucking beaver pelts like 500 years ago. Yeah. But at some point, you got to realize that if you're in the United States, North America, you got to speak fucking English for your whole country. Yeah, it's time to update that. They, they, on TV, they have to have a certain amount of French programming, too. It's, it's like all the horrors, like the downside of France without any of the upside. 
Like, there's no none of the nice parts of, of French culture or f- being in France. Yeah. Like, there's no fucking Eiffel Tower to see. The cheese sucks. No one's real attractive. There's no wine being made. There's no wine being made. There's no saucy girls, like, having lots and lots of sex with condoms. It's just a horrible, it's just a horrible place to be. And so this guy, whose name I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce because it has a French thing, uh, he was dying, which is sad. He LS challenged the Lou Gehrig. He had Lou, Ge- Lou Gehrig's disease because... None of those celebrities poured buckets of water on their head, apparently. <laughs> so that shit's still going around. Um, for 15 years or so, this guy has been... There's so many politicians. This really bugs me. So many in con- our Congress and Canada, they're these one-bill guys. They're obsessed with some minute piece of law that legislation they want to change. And it's always very obscure. It's some weird thing where you, it just defines their personality, but it has absolutely no impact on 99% of the populace. Right. This guy's thing was he wanted to change a line in O Canada, the national anthem of Canada, which you have to hear at hockey games, at Toronto Raptor games. I'm not sure. That's the only time you remember that they actually have a separate anthem. I've heard it hundreds and hundreds of times, and I only know the first two words. Yeah, O Canada. Yeah, right? and I and, tune out. And then the fucking flag is a leaf, right? It's a, it's a fucking leaf. <laughs> I mean, you know, they brag about the U.S. flag. It has some symbolism. Their stripes mean whatever. The stars mean something. Yours is a fucking leaf. Well, it is a maple leaf, so it's one of the larger leaves. It's just like that. The Leaf Kingdom is probably the lead. That's probably the most like wimpy flag in the entire <laughs> world. And but the, 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 like the smaller and less more impotent a country is, the better the flag is. Right. Because right. they spent a lot. You don't have a lot of shit going on. You're gonna spend a lot of money and time thinking out like a flag with a fucking dagger and like a yeah. dude. If you're from, Liberia, you got like lions firing machine yes, guns yes. and shit. Canada's got a fucking leaf. So this dude, his big thing was changing, making O Canada gender neutral, which by the way only took one word. Because there's some line there about uh, the men will prote- we stand on guard for the men, some shit like that. Like I said, I don't. Know. I have enough hockey games. Brian probably knows because there were tons of women defending uh, Canada back in the day. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you know Canadian women, you know they're pretty fucking rough. Most most of the Mountie community, I think, is uh, is female, right? Oh uh, no, I don't think women are allowed to ride horses in Canada. <laughs> they do. They do. By the way, we're lots of baseball caps. But isn't it like it's like a harkening back thing? It's not, or is it saying now we're defending? It's a harkening back. Like a Star Spangled Banner was written what eighteen fourteen or eighteen twenty or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, so you're not going to put like and female soldiers too. No, but but they change a simple change is to change men to the to some pronoun that caught them both. It's not a big fucking deal, but for some reason it, this guy was obsessed with it, and everyone else kind of laughed at him. And people laugh at you in Canada; it's really bad because it's a fucking threshold to be laughed at in Canada, fucking pretty high. And uh, he wanted to think, and so finally, his good fortune—he he gets Lou Gehrig's disease. He's dying. He can't talk anymore. He's talking. He's he's conducting his legislative business through like a touchpad that reads his voice out, like Stephen Hawking. Uh, although Stephen Hawking has the actual voice module because uh, he's he's wealthy. This guy couldn't afford the voice module, so it just comes in text in text form, which oh, is yeah. really kind of sad. So like he's coming out, you hold the, he holds the pad up, and it comes out like in text form. So Why does he just have a dry erase board at that point? I mean, well, you know, I was thinking about that. Canada's got a lot of money for certain things, I guess. National health care, uh, not so great. So to honor the fact that he's dying, the Canadian, the rest of the Canadian legislator, not everyone, there's always a hard ass who won't go along, decide that they're going to change the national anthem and to honor him before he dies. They all sang it to him in the in the Capitol in the Parliament House. Yeah, and he was crying, weeping. This is the biggest moment ever. Here's my question. This is a long winded question. Here's my question. Um, is this the lamest make-a-wish you've ever heard of in your entire life? Is this, like, even as a politician, political make-a-wish, if you got, like, one wish and you're fucking, like, di- literally dying before people's eyes in a very painful way such that they're going to give you whatever you want, is this the thing you would be asking for? 
Well, it's one word. It seems somewhat uh, frivolous. Um, I don't know. My question was if you're going to do that, because in French, you know, the, the words are all male and female. You know, so why why should a, a television be a guy and a fucking toaster is a woman? You know, maybe you should just revamp the whole language in that case. That would be your dying wish? I'm putting that down right now. That's your dying wish. It would, because it would be hilarious if they have to learn. Would you stop? Like, if you weren't, like, if you, like, didn't believe in war, once you said, like, my dying wish is that, like, we, we, we get rid of our military and spend all the money on, like, child, children education, some Bernie Sanders thing. Like, once you think a little bigger, like, you only get one wish. It's not like the fucking genie. I can't keep rubbing the lamp. I got ALS. I got like a month left to go. And Whoa. I'm fucking, I look, I look horrible. They're going to give me whatever. Basically, within the realm of possibility, they're going to give me something towards what I want. Why the fuck would you ask to change one word in National Anthem to, get rid of gen- to make it gender neutral? How obsessed can you be with gender neutrality that that's your thing? It's super lame. But is it like, is this permanent? Can they change it back once he dies? Ooh, that would be a good one. I don't know. Well, I suppose they can change it to anything they want. But I don't think they would. I mean, there's no reason why it should say it should say the. Nobody gives a fuck. And like you said, no one knows it anyhow. Right. So, you know, again, outside of Brian at his hockey matches, singing it with the fucking hand over the maple leaf. <laughs> no one really knows what it is anyhow. But why not shoot a little, aim a little higher? Like, just make a wish. Those kids, when they get their first wish, they say you can have anything you want. They always ask for amazingly huge shit they can't have. Right. And they pair back to, like, no, you get to go to Disneyland. <laughs> so it's like there was one kid at Make-A-Wish. Who wanted to go kill an endangered bear? There was, they're like, he was like nine, and it was, it was from a hunting family, and it was nine. They said, "You can have anything you want. What do you want? If you get anything in the whole world, he said, I want to go kill like a Kodiak bear. Like, and they're like, yeah, no, you can't yeah. do that. He's like, Kodiak bear, I want a Kodiak bear, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> and they fucking gave him like a fucking, I don't know, ticker toy set and sent him on his way. It's just, but they think, but like a kid, like a kid has imagination, right? So they're thinking like, anything I want? Yeah, fucking, they're thinking fucking Wonka Chocolate Factory, right? They're going big. And this guy's going like fucking pronoun in the text <laughs> of the fucking, you know, national anthem. Well, he was like a career politician, right? I mean, maybe he didn't have a whole lot of grand ideas or anything. But that's the thing. Isn't that, I think that's what's wrong with like these guys, these lifelong career politicians. Is they're really small thinkers. They're not like big thinkers. When you actually meet them, you think they would be like some great orator. He's got like a big idea in their mind about the world or their country. But they're all actually, especially when you get down to like this level, they're all actually caught up in some weird, frivolous little detailed legislation that affects nobody. Yeah, and it's probably just a pride thing, you know, that he wanted to get it because some other people didn't want him to do it. And I, I'm assuming he's part of the, the Liberal Party. Actually, I do like their honesty of just calling it the Liberal Party and the Conservative Party. I like that, too. And oh, which, although, although when he became Speaker of the House for a day, they're giving him like he's dying, so they give him all these little trinkets. <laughs> like, it's sort of like, okay, we'll change the word into this. You get to be Speaker for a day. <laughs> it's like the sick kid at school. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. Like a kid at school gets cancer or something, and they all like it, decide they're going to give him everything he wants. You be principal for the day. If you're a principal for the day, you're... You're dying. Just your parents may not tell you that, <laughs> but if you if you get to teach a class for a day, you have like a week left to live. You're probably lying. So he got to put on. They put on a tricorn hat. Those three part like pilgrim, like those like colonial era hats. They still wear those things like in Canada. Right, right. So they put the little hat on, and he can't move his head. And it was kind of sad. He lifted his head up, and he was like the most excited you've ever seen a man in his entire life to be wearing the, like the tricorn hat. <laughs> it's just like this is just like the worst kind of like. Myopic nerds, aren't they? These like these are just no better than like adult males who play like Pokemon, who are obsessed with some sort of like yeah. But they're obsessed with gender neutrality and the guys light. who are super smart don't get into like 
politics so no, much. You know, no. they're, they're doing stuff that's much easier and rewarding and yes. pays better. These are the guys who were not student council president but volunteer to be student council representatives. <laughs> like the president got laid or he got in a good college or he got like – he got his own little tiny office near whatever they could, you know, smoke weed in. Yeah, he had it going on. The, prince, the president knew what he was doing, but the guys who like were the class representatives that nobody else wanted to be—that's who these guys are in parliament or in Congress. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they serve for like fucking eighty years at a time—like once you figure out how it works and you realize you can't do anything, when you just be like, "Fuck this!" Like I'm gonna go get a fucking no. bartending job. No, you wait till <laughs> you get the fucking tricorn hat. And you get to change the national anthem. You got Luke Eric's disease. He might be faking it, by the way. If he was faking it, that'd be awesome, too. It looked pretty painful, by the way. And I wish people, more people would have done the Ice Bucket Challenge and publicized themselves with the Ice Bucket Challenge. I thought we had it there for a minute. Uh, it's really, kind of really really kind of sad. I feel like the wife who married Stephen Hawking thinking he had a year left to live. And now he's still around like 40 years later. Still went around talking about black holes. It's just sort of disappointing. Once you announce you have it, you gotta, it's time to go. We've talked about this before. Once you announce you're dying, like the comedian who got the HBO special, you, you gotta, gotta go. You gotta go. You, gotta you, can't, through. you cannot stick around. Yeah. All right, Canada, you're horrible, horrible, horrible fucking people. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, you are not going to the Olympics this year. You typically like to uh, visit large world stage events uh, because you told me the hookers are less expensive <laughs> and plentiful. Plentiful. Oh yeah. By the way, the Olympics is like hooker. Yeah, outside of like the, uh, the electronic show in uh, in uh, Las Vegas. Which I believe is the largest. I've heard it's like the largest hooker, like amalgamate, amassing of hookers in one location in the United States anytime during the year during the elect- Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. Mm. Because like every fairly well off nerd in the entire country is there. So they're like coming out of retirement. Oh, well, yeah. Like the, <laughs> the, old hooking, the old hooking gyms are getting going again. They're all declaring like, early for yeah, the draft. They're like, because you got dudes who are like, oh, how much does that cost? Uh, 2000 bucks. They're like, all right, <laughs> yeah, okay, what the hell? I'm, I'm fucking working at Google. I make 300 for fucking writing whatever the hell they're writing on code. Uh, and there's 100,000 of them. So there's just a lot of fucking dudes who never get laid, by the way. So you have 100,000 rich, white nerds who have no idea what anything costs. And they probably like pay five grand for a blowjob. So there's every hooker in the fucking North America is driving and flying to Vegas to get there that weekend. Yeah. Uh, so that's Brazil in a nutshell, uh, except it's uh, not as hot, but more dangerous. Uh, here's my question. Brazil seems like the last place in the world equipped to hold a <laughs> world-class event where people come from all the world. There's, let's, we can name a few things. They have the Zika virus that turns everyone into Beetlejuice head, right? Mm-hmm. I like Beetlejuice head, by the way. It's great. Uh, I can't look. You know, for a while I was looking at all the baby photos, those Zika baby photos. I became obsessed. Yeah, with you were it. you were really into that for some reason. It is. It's one of those things that's so scary that I. <laughs> wow, you can't believe it's actually human head. And then once you realize human head, you feel shitty for looking at it, and you feel horrible that anyone will get Zika virus. And then you go back and look again because it's just like it's a weird. Anytime there's like a dramatic human anatomy deformity, you have to look. Especially. And just growing up with that tiny noggin, I mean, everyone's going to assume your mom is kind of a whore. Because uh, you got Zika, which is now transmitted through oral sex as well. Yeah. So everyone's going to get Zika. They, they, none of the buildings seem to have been built. There's a lot of corruption, obviously, which isn't unique to Brazil, but it's pretty much every Olympic city. Uh, their, their state of Rio just declared bankruptcy because they're out of money. Uh, they're apparently having trouble with all the you know, Amazon environmental people from all the shit they're doing. This seems like a total catastrophe. Let me ask you, Matt... Can you think of any reason why the Olympic Committee would have chosen to hold the Olympics in Rio, and uh, should anyone go? 
Yeah, so I don't know how this world works exactly with the Olympic Committee, but I believe that people campaign to get the job, and then they take a bunch of bribes, and then they get kicked off the committee 10 years later, but then they keep all the money. So it's just all bribes that, like, 10 and businessmen... And sex, are, a lot of sex. Oh, they get sex, too. Free trips. They get to travel to all the, city, all the places to look inspect the venues. It's like the best job ever. It is literally the single best job ever, unless you get Zika. But, by the way, if you're, like, a 75-year-old dude getting Zika, you're probably okay. Yeah. You're not making babies. And if you are, they're, like, somewhere left in the jungle somewhere. But everyone also just assumes you're a huge douchebag if you're on that committee. It doesn't. It's like the yeah, opposite it's, of cachet. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's old money families. They're all old money families. You don't right. really get in. It's like it's sort of like a it's a it's like a fraternity, international fraternity. Right, right. So these aren't like random people getting in. This isn't like the dude, the mailman from Indiana. It's like running. a revolving door of nepotism. It's a revolving. This is like who sits on the Fed. This right. is like not like it's not open. This is not open. This is not where the woman who runs the fucking Hallmark store in Kansas City decides she's going to run. Just to make a difference. No, you can't. The Olympic <laughs> Committee is all these old, it's mostly French and these European names. They're all wealthy, old money family people. Right. This is the kind of gig you get, like when you're a fucking, you know, a Vanderbilt or something like that. You get the Olympic Committee. But is it right? Is there anything wrong with us choosing Olympic cities based on who bribes the committee the most? Well, I would think maybe look at infrastructure and. Uh, people might, I think people are going to die. I think people are going to die. I think, I think we always. Say it's a catastrophe at the Olympics. I don't mean like a hostage taking thing. I mean like a literal like the stadium port. falls down. Yeah, like I mean a multi-thousand <laughs> person getting killed. I think this is the year. Well, it would certainly seem like. I mean, they took like a relatively unstable country with you know a police force that's run by <laughs> drug cartels. I mean, what's the best case scenario? It just seems like such a bad idea. It is a uh, it is a horrible idea. And my my theory about Brazil is first of all, if you have a daughter who's attracted by the time she's nine, you get her out of the country. First, right. she leaves the country and goes to like be a model somewhere. There was like twelve is too young. The twelve is too old. <laughs> you got to get them out. They're like tapping girls at nine, ten to get them out of Brazil. I mean, the country is. They have a here's a country, a typical country. They have a lot of natural resources. They shitload of natural resources, and just corruption everywhere that's possible. Which can be fun if you're like a teenager going out at a party. Yeah. But for everyone else, it's going to be kidnapped, held hostage, and be thrown in the river full of plastic bottles. Isn't it, Yeah, isn't the main thing you want stability? Like, if you just hired a bunch of random dudes from this bar and said, pick a country to host the Olympics in, wouldn't they do better than Brazil? Yeah. No, they would. They'd pick Ireland. <laughs> Everybody in the bar always picks fucking Ireland. And why not have why not have the Olympics in Ireland? Why not? There'll be less death. There'll be no there's no Zika there, not yet. Not till every athlete from around the world goes to fucking Brazil and gets Zika and then takes it home with them. They're gonna form like a super Zika virus there from it, like just Zika mutation. It's scary. And by the way, since you know, women can get it from oral sex, that's just another reason for girls not to get blowjobs as far as I get started. Which is half the point of being an athlete. Yes. This is I, I see a lot of girls wearing this this mouth is Zika free. <laughs> They're just you're not getting any. I just, I don't watch the Olympics. I, by the way, when I say I don't watch the Olympics, I watch every single minute of beach volleyball, women's beach volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> because that is absolutely, they invented a sport where girls with amazing asses wear super tight riding up shorts, and they shoot the cameras from the sand so you can see their fucking asses the entire time. Yeah, they know what they're doing. That is the best sport ever. I love that. Fuck. It's not even a sport. I don't, I don't even watch where the ball's going. It's just watching the girls squat. And, for, and most of the girls are... Reasonably attractive for female athletes, but they all have amazing bodies. Yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, if they don't, if they got rid of the ball, I'd still watch for like six hours. 
Beach volleyball is an Olympic sport. It doesn't seem like a real classical. Endeavor. They started uh, in the in London Olympics with the beach volleyball. They made it an Olympic sport, and it was the highest rated sport they had. Oh, of course, like immediately. immediately. It's uh, it is. And by the way, every single girl from every country that competes in beach volleyball lives in Huntington Beach, in California. Yeah, yeah. They all live there, and then you find they go on their family tree and find someone from like, you know, Nigeria, and they also they're in the Nigerian team. <laughs> but they're all. They all live in, like, a big, hot lesbian condo somewhere along the Strand, like, along the beach. Yeah. Only, like, three of them make money doing The beach that. volleyball people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, in the Olympics, they, they just get paid by the Olympic Committee, right, to do that because they can't wear sponsorship and stuff like that. So it's a thankless job, but I'm going to watch probably 85 hours on some NBC affiliate of that. I'm glad they got rid of wrestling, even though wrestling is, like, the original Olympic sport. But uh, it is, it's a gayest. Would you agree? The gayest Olympic sport? Yeah. Well, Greece was super gay. Obviously, it was. It was a matter of convenience. They were just not. They were not women. Yeah. Like, women. how do we find a sport that puts us in the butt fucking position? I uh, contend with my friend who was a wrestler in high school that you can get herpes by wrestling another man from that man. Oh yeah. And I found there's something called Matt herpes. Uh, no offense. Uh, there's something called. It's not named after you. It's named after the uh, gym mat. Ah. Uh, you leave the herpes shingles on the mat, and when the other person gets sweaty and rubs up against it, they get something called mat herpes. It's usually above the upper part of the body, but you get shingles and herpes outbreaks from the guy that gave it to you, basically. See, I didn't even need that to want to not do it. <laughs> like the uh, not eating, the fact that you're dehydrated all the time, the fact that there's no money in it at yeah. any level. Uh, dude's kicking you in the nuts, rolling around on the ground with weird dudes. Your ears get all fucking weird. Yeah, and now you get mad herpes. So that's not good. And, yeah, that's not good. What's up with this Zika? I don't get how it, how how you can get it. If a chick blows you, then you get it. Uh, no, I think uh, didn't we discuss the mechanics of this? I think only a girl can get it from a guy. Oh, I think it's kind of like the AIDS, like that. Oh, I see. Uh, women get screwed over in STDs pretty badly. Uh, they seem to get uh, uh, straight women seem to get STDs more than guys do. Especially the really bad ones that give you little Beetlejuice baby heads. <laughs> That's just not good. Uh, but my also theory is like I don't know. I I want to say every like pandemic is overblown because every pandemic ever has been overblown. Like every year there has to be a new pandemic, right? So there was SARS, and then there was Ebola, then there was the Asian swine flu, and all this stuff. Which, by the way, kills a lot of people in those countries. But in terms of the U.S., there's always these pandemic scares. Ebola killed basically one person who just got off the plane from Africa. Right. So I, I'm kind of, when they say Zika, the scare of Zika, I feel like the media's played up a lot. I'm not sure how dangerous it is. But going yeah. to the heartland of Zika still seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I agree. I'm not that scared of Zika because, you know, I don't think I'm going to be having any children anytime soon. But it's asymptomatic for, for guys. I was in the Dallas airport when the person came through with the Ebola. Oh, that's interesting. In Dallas. And, Brian, um, I want to be moved... <laughs> the way people I don't really know what to do. Was he shitting out his ass at the time? Was there a- No, I didn't see the guy. I'm just saying it was like this was like the time period yes. when you would be exposed to it. <laughs> if you want to read something really scary, you have to read the Dallas uh, emergency room where they took him and what happened to all the fucking shit, like literally the shit that came out of his body when they were taking care of him. Uh-huh. And they just literally like took like shitty towel- towels covered in fucking feces and just threw it against the wall because they had no idea that he had Ebola. Oh. So he was just like, I mean, that's why the nurse was, te- everyone was tested. It literally was like vomiting and shitting. And there's like so much that they just started throwing the dirty rags against the wall. 
Which apparently is not good for Ebola. <laughs> not good for Ebola. It doesn't sound good for anything, really. No, no. That's why I didn't want to work in the emergency room. That's bad. <laughs> All right, Brazil, good luck. I just, I hope, like, you know, uh, uh, the hot girls aren't killed. Someone's going to die. So it's better protective ring, like a protective ring, uh, like a giant condor on the beach volleyball girls. <laughs> yeah, they all need to come back. If they get killed, then we got to go to war with Brazil. That would really suck. Matt, you have a segment this week, I shit you not. That's where you read uh, one story every week. It's only been seven days. I hope you finished one whole complete internet blurb since last time. Oh, yeah. uh, you have a story. We don't like to talk politics on here because we hate all, pretty much hate all politicians, uh, even the Frenchy guy in Canada. Uh, Hillary Clinton's got a book out this week. I've never, I would say, never read a presidential biography by a president, never read their books. That seems very self-serving to me. Uh, <laughs> right. And I feel like if they have shit on them, they're never, of course, going to talk about it. Uh, so a Secret Service guy who worked in the White House during the Clinton era, it's unclear how close he was to the actual Clintons, uh, is writing a tell-all book, this is the right time to do it, about Hillary Clinton that has some amazingly derogatory things about Hillary and Bill Clinton. And I think mostly just called a bunch of fucking power-hungry hillbillies for the most part. Yeah, uh, it's nothing you haven't heard before. No, but you have a story about, uh, this book has come out this week, and Hillary Clinton's obviously trying to suppress it. You have a story about the... Uh, news and uh, major uh, national news uh, responded to Hillary Clinton's yeah, desire so to squash the book. According to some senior people in Hillary Clinton's campaign, you know they're pissed about the book, and it, it doesn't seem to hold a ton of credibility. And uh, you know the guy's probably lying, but nonetheless, it's it's news, and what the news reports is fucking garbage most of the time, anyway. So, according to a senior member of their campaign, they convinced NBC, ABC, and CBS to not acknowledge the existence of the book, which is like some crazy like Nazi Germany tactic. But it's, some, it's like that's it's not censorship. Obviously, it was, a, it was a request. It was not a legal order. Uh, but they basically went to their buddies in the media. And I hate the whole right wing thing about the left wing owning the media and shit like that, because I think it's true, but I think it's pretty informal. I think it's just sympathetic. I think it's sympathetic. I don't think it's a cabal. I think it's just people who worked in the Clinton campaign and the Clinton White House are also the same people who work in the media. So they're, yeah. like, rac- they're like racquetball buddies. I-, I mean, I think there's usually a sort of a Republican bias to a lot of this stuff, too. But uh, like with the war coverage, for example. Oh, pro- it- I'm sure if Fox or other places like that, which, like I said, is going to cover this book like for like 48 hours straight, like it's the fucking Bible. Yeah. They're going to like, like fucking Moses just walk down with us in Mount Sinai. <laughs> they're going to cover this like it's the gospel, right? Every little thing he has, which is, might be unfounded, they're going to call with a little fucking lower third marker. Hillary Clinton, you know, fucking threw a plant at someone's head or some shit like that, you know, in bold letters in 1995, some shit like that. I, I, the thing about these books like this is, first of all, by the way, it's scary that the, the news would suppress this, but not surprising at all. It's scary they would acknowledge it or admit to it, you know. That no one seems embarrassed by it at all. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we just won't talk about it. If you guys don't want us to, I mean, you're in first place, so we just won't talk about it. Well, it's, it's, I mean, don't they threaten access and all that kind of stuff? Like, if you want to have the yeah. interview next week, you can't talk about this book. She's embarrassed. By, probably, probably half fact, half bullshit. And the facts are probably hyperbolized, I'm sure. But it's still embarrassing. It's, it's going to be embarrassing shit for her because it just reminds people how much they don't like they don't like her yeah because i could write the book it'd just be a bunch of stories about her being kind of a cunt I yeah mean, you think about a cunt what would a cunty woman in the white house do and that's what all the stories would be about yeah and they're real or not but everyone's gonna believe they're real because oh my god that's exactly what hillary clinton would do right even yeah even people that wouldn't that don't think they're real would be like but yeah like if it's not that then it's something similar but i contend that at this point there's not a single person who would read these stories 
about Hillary Clinton and go like, oh, man, I was so committed to Hillary Clinton. But now I read the story about how she demanded fucking soft, soft Charmin in the fucking toilet papers instead of the super strong Charmin and the fucking threw a roll in someone's head. Now I'm not voting for her. I'm voting for Trump yeah. instead. If you're, if you're in, you're in. Uh, These are both, Trump and Clinton are both, I think, widely recognized horrible people. And I think even the people voting for them mostly understand that. I, even the people I know that are pretty hardcore liberal or hardcore conservative really don't like these people. Right. So I think reading like little anecdotes about their picayune personal abhorrent behavior is not going to change their mind. I mean, Trump's butler was fucking like a kid <laughs> to kill black people. It was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, 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 uh, like, I don't know, whatever. I mean, like, that's just like, yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, I mean, no one's excited about... Well, there are some... I think there are some dumb people excited about Trump, but literally no one's excited about Hillary. <laughs> no, and if you play, like, everyone understands that she's not the kind of person you want living in your house or sharing a, sharing a place with. Yeah. She's not the person you want a roommate with on Craigslist. She's not the person you want to have a beer with. No, no. It's just a person that you're going to vote for because you hate Trump. That's yeah. basically it. So, all right, well, media conspiracies aside, uh, I am going to read this book. Because I hope, like I said, if I wrote a book about the cleanser, I was in this guy's position, I would just make tons of shit up. Like really wild-ass fucking orgy, nasty shit. She was fucking finger-banging herself to the Rosie O'Donnell show <laughs> on the fucking roof and fucking kicking Secret Service agents in the ass and fucking all this shit. I would just make shit up. Why not? You can't sue you. As if any of those networks don't already report. This is like the network of Brian Williams. Like They yes. already report the most dubious fucking nonsense that they know is false. But I, I just like that when it's coming from, like, a power source, then then they go on record. Like, is this fucking insane? Like, journalism is just totally dead? It's over? Journalism, as far as I know, is completely dead. And it, there are micro there are micro sites, like small little outlets where you can get good journalism still. But they make no money, and they're all slowly going away. Yeah. You have to, like, I mean, there's only a few. I don't want to get you into your corporate conspiracies. <laughs> but there's only a few media companies left. And they're all in, in it to win it, to make a lot as much money as possible. And the journalism standards are just completely out the window. It's the nature of topics they cover, the way they discuss them, all that stuff. None of it is designed to educate any longer. And I don't, yeah. I don't even feel sorry about that. That doesn't bother me so much. I just wish people were honest about it. Well, I guess they are being kind of honest. But, I mean, I don't know. NBC saying, I mean, they'll report, they report shit that people tweet. Yes, they do. And you, you're not going to report on a book, regardless of how credible its author is. You're not going to report on a book that's relevant to a, to the news cycle. And it's number one or two on Amazon right because now. Because you were so told not to. Yeah, no. It's uh, it, it, as far as I can tell. There's it's just like everyone has every journalist has an agenda now, and the corporation, as long as the agenda matches a commercial plan, they're fine with you doing that. Basically, okay. it's dead. Journalism is dead. But to be fair, I never liked a journalism major or journalist in my life. So I really don't mind. I really don't mind that much. It's not like sports die, dude. Right. I mean, let's just take it, let's just put it in perspective. <laughs> journalism dead, and nobody cares that much. Not a big deal. Uh, Matt, speaking of journalism, for our final segment today, panties in a bunch. What has my panties in a bunch is exactly what we were talking about: the death of journalism. Uh, I think what happens is like if you look at old movies of like journalists, and like in the twenties, thirties, forties, even fifties, it seems like journalists used to be like. Well, first of all, it's mostly dudes. And that's unfortunate for the women, but that's the way it was. But it seemed like dudes with balls, right? It seems like really, like, it was a very macho thing to be a reporter. Yeah. Like, he would bust up the mafia somewhere, like some conspiracy thing, some corporate thing. Their life was at risk. I don't know, the movies, you jump out a window and cars are chasing you and shit like that. I don't, you know, probably wasn't that macho, but you got to have a girlfriend. You were like, it was like a serious male profession. 
being a journalist, and you wrote about shit, and you like you were a muckraker, you looked at Standard Oil and conspiracies of the government, all the stuff like People that. People respected journalists back then, so they it was a cooler you. job. And it was it was totally understood that what you did was from your heart, and you meant what you said, and you didn't never fucking retracted shit. So uh, in that light, flash forward to 2016, and the fucking wuss ass was writing for most blogs and, and news sites. Uh, this guy, and I wish I could remember his name, but I'm you know horrible with names. I just barely remember the country of Brazil. Uh, <laughs> wrote a piece in the LA Weekly. That's a big uh, weekly paper out here in Los Angeles. Uh, he wrote a music review, and for some reason, he went like five to ten thousand words long. It was longer than anything I've read in my entire life in the last year. Uh, he was covering Sky Ferreira, who I know you don't know who that is. No, she's a young pop music artist, of which there are about a hundred. Uh, she's reasonably attractive. She uses her. She appeared naked on her. She said two album covers. I think she was on naked on one of them. Is she popular? Uh, she's popular among like a YouTube set, like twenty five and under set. Not like she's not like Miley Cyrus level, right? But she's in that like sort of like that YouTube set. I'd say where she like she'll have like a few million views on her videos and stuff like that. But she's not living in a mansion. Uh, does that describe her for you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's good looking. This guy wrote this song about, like, how he wrote this long ass piece about how he likes her music, but also he can't divorce himself from the fact that he loves her tits as well, which I thought at least was an honest. At least it was an honest. He actually wrote an honest thing. He spent 10,000 words doing this thing, and he felt like obliged to do a fucking, like, long ass village voice style piece. So he's saying he doesn't know how much he actually likes her music versus how much of it is her tits. Or how much respect. It was basically not just himself and talking about himself but basically the music community. How much should these the fucking highbrow music community respect the girl who shows her tits off and uses sex to sell her music even if she is a decent musician basically. Which, by the way, I think is a valid point to make. You know, I I sort of agree with that. I don't like highbrow music people. I want to punch them in the face. But if they have to talk about something, this seems like something to talk about. Now, I use the word tits and stuff like that in his article to sound very provocative. Uh, Immediately after his article went out, which I don't think anyone cared about except some girl from Jezebel who saw Jezebel, the website Jezebel who saw it, and someone from Teen Vogue, it's probably the same girl, uh, wrote a piece about how sexist this guy was, how we don't care about your fucking boner, they wrote. Like, you know, you you can't accept... can't be talking about female music artists talking about how their tits and stuff like that as opposed to measuring the quality of their music and immediately in the old days I feel like uh, uh, the editor would have stepped forward of the newspaper and said we're, sta- we're standing by this article <laughs> you know like that's what I imagine like uh, you know the guy uh, in one of the superhero comic movies like you know editor like you know Perry from the Daily Gotham or whatever it is would step forward and say you know we're standing by the story but no the LA Weekly editor and publisher immediately folded like within half a second like, but Jezebel said, we're folding. Posted a long ass, another long ass article apologizing for the fact that he had actually read this article before it was published, let it be published thinking it was provocative, and now realizes his horrible sexist, misogynist mistake. And to pay for it, not, he's not going to pull the article down. He's actually going to keep the article up so the entire paper and himself and the writer can live with the shame <laughs> of writing this sexist, an article that was offensive to women. <laughs> Matt, we just said journalism was dead last segment. Isn't this the nail in the coffin? Isn't journalism dead? Because while only 10% of the male population may be true, horrible wieners, they all work in journalism. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you're kind of forced to be really sensitive to various things. And the LA Weekly is, you know, it's a liberal-leaning um, publication. And, you know, they know who their fans are. And they know that those people tend to get upset pretty easily. And look those are for fans. Those are just people. Those are just people who get upset. I mean, Jezebel gets upset at anything that it looks 
in their mind is sexist, right? Which is um, anytime a man writes an article about things he likes. I should have read it. I mean, if he was talking about his boner, that's hilarious. Like, I, I like what he was doing. He didn't mention his boner. That's what Jez- that was Jezebel's twist on it. Oh. With any time a man mentions things that he likes, he must be talking about fucking a boner and rape culture. Like, what you want to do? Well, you really, oh, you like you like her tits? Oh, you must want to rape her. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's their logical extension to everything they talk about. Isn't I mean, it? Shouldn't someone just say fuck you? I mean, this piece was he's obviously spent a a shitload of time composing this piece. He probably edited it 25 times. He put a lot of time in this thing. He didn't, he didn't, if there's any word in there, he clearly wanted that word to be in there. This is an opinion piece. It's a, it's a musical review. It's a review of a music artist. This is exactly where you should have potentially offensive commentary. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you're addressing a subject like that, you're probably going to offend some people because, you know, I mean, I don't think that the people at Jezebel would be so naive to think that part of, Beyonce's album sales aren't driven by her sexuality, or, or most of them, if not all of them. They might be. Because I mean, really, like, anyone can do it. It's what. like the music artist died in an accident and went to the accident scene report as a news writer and said, like, she had amazing tits. Which, by the way, I would look at, um, depending on what she got squashed. I just don't get what's a. F- I, I should have read it, but I, I don't quite see yeah, what, you should do your fucking homework, what could dude. be offensive about this. You're I the mean, fucking Brazil of fucking blo- uh, podcasters. Look, she's, she flaunts her tits. That's fine. We're, not, we're supposed yeah, to pretend the, that we the, don't see them? Well, from the Jezebel perspective, that's her prerogative to express her power. Okay. It's not a male prerogative then to comment on it. Why not? That's not how the world works. I know that's not how the world works. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> Tell us to go. I know that Jezebel doesn't understand that. And you and I laugh at Jezebel. Most right-sided guys, most people that are in the right mind, guys understand that it's just a fucking fringe feminist group, and that's they're all twenty-somethings who look exactly alike, <laughs> uh, and all went to Northeastern Liberal Arts College and go to the same Soul Cycle and, and high-five each other when they write articles about how men are rapists and hate their dads and hate hate their fathers because their dads wanted boys. <laughs> we, we we all get that. Why can't the LA Weekly say that and just say, we're standing by this article. If you don't like it, by the way, change the fucking channel. That's, by the way, I would say this guy, Louis, I, I'm so bad with names. He's an Olympic gymnast in England, Louis Smith. He's 27. I'm not sure he's still an Olympic gymnast. And by the way, he's 5'10. So maybe he's just a pedophile, like some kids. <laughs> he posted an ass shot of one of the other female gymnasts, and he took so much shit from it for posting this ass shot of another gymnast saying, he said something like, oh, is my sport wonderful? Basically, it was just a shot of a, a, another fe- female gymnast ass, which, you know, that's the only reason to watch gymnastics. And, uh, and some, everyone's complaining. He wrote back, fuck you, change the channel. Like, yeah. Which I thought was great. And I wish more people would do that. Like, you don't have to follow me on Twitter, right? You don't have to see what I'm writing. I find this amusing. You don't have to. You can change the fucking well, channel. Well, they want to tell people what to say. Look, I bet you, you know, how many people were actually pissed at that guy's article? I don't know, a handful? You know? I think four people read it. Uh, his mother, himself, <laughs> some guy, a homeless guy who used to urinate afterwards at the bus stop. Uh, and then Jezebel or Teen Vogue or someone else wrote a hate letter about it. And then a lot of people saw it. Yeah, and they formed an opinion, but they probably didn't read the article. No. So how even, many you of them, even you didn't read the article. Their goal is not... Even I skimmed, I have to admit. It was pretty long. of any kind. You know, they just want to be able to tell people what to say and what not to say and hopefully get them fired from their jobs. And, you know, that guy probably won't write anything for the, for the weekly again if he was freelancing. He used some really, really painfully French metaphors. <laughs> uh, isn't it the ed- newspaper editor's job to stand by their writer? That's the thing that kills me. Like, when the editor doesn't... St- he didn't write anything malicious. He didn't write anything actionable. It was a commentary piece. It wasn't a, an objective news piece. It was a, here's my name. Here's what I think about her, her and her music. Isn't that the editor's 
point? Isn't the editor's job to stand by his writers? Yeah, I mean, unless the editor didn't read the piece. Cause, oh, he admitted he read it because that's why he's shaming himself. He felt oh, he's shaming himself, too. Look, if it was something really disgusting about I want to assault the woman or something, then, yeah, I could see that. But then you'd just be really shitty at your job in the first place anyway. Uh, yes, it is. And by the way, when the editor first read the piece, he reads every piece that goes out, these long-form pieces before they get published. He probably th- chuckled to himself, thought, this is very provocative. We're going to get a lot of attention for this. And then the minute it got shit from Jezebel or something like that, he backtracked, fucking blamed everything from fucking testicles to everything else. Yeah, because it's good to be provocative, but not... not it was smartly written. It was, it was very boring. I thought it was very boring, and it was way too high. I, I, there's nothing worse than fucking theater or music critics. It's yeah. just the fucking... It's just the worst, dude. I'm like, I know you went to school for all these many years. Just tell me, should I buy your music or should I buy your fucking album cover with their bare tits on it? Yeah, That's I don't need I anyone's know. fucking long musings on music. It's not <laughs> no, that serious. No, it's a pop star. This is, I'm going to see the Avengers. Should I see <laughs> the Avengers or not? I don't need the fucking uh, the Greek the Greek the Greek origins of the story. Just give me, give me straight in a sense or two. Am I going to like it or not? Journalism uh, really is dead, isn't it? There's no outlet anymore that will protect its writers. No one will stand up to like. A small percentage of, of, of vocal, uh, anyone expressing minority outrage for any issue, nobody will stand up to it anymore. It's all dead. It's not. It's true on college campuses. It's true in major newspapers, major media outlets, TV. We're talking about earlier. It's all gone. They're should- wielding a lot of power right now. I mean, I just make fun of them because I, I, I don't. You know, what about when they come for you? What will you say when they come for you, Matt? They come all the time. What about when they come for you to your show and they tell you that certain jokes can't be said anymore in public? Then I'll tell him to fuck off. What about they tell the club owner that, he, and he comes to you and says, "Matt, listen, man, I like what you're doing here, but the, uh, these, uh, this group has me down. I'm going to lose my liquor license for the city council. You got to take those three jokes out of your act. Then what?" I don't think that would happen right now, but yeah, I get what you, I get your point. Now you know what it feels like to be a Jew in Germany, dude. <laughs> eventually, eventually, they're going to come for you. That's the way it works. Because that's the same thing. We read that article about the campus, how the, all the people are going to invade the president's office and campuses. And the guy, right, the professor at the school, rightly noted that the only reason they're doing this is because they're getting away with it. Because like they're actually like holding the president hostage and he's giving them shit. Right. <laughs> Once you negotiate with the terrorists, they're going to keep doing more and more because they get away with it. Most people won't raid the fucking college professor's, the university professor's office. But if they know they can get away with it for free and they'll get shit, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean that's what little children do. But they're you know they're not really doing anything important. They're not, they're still not allowed, not allowed to do important shit. So they you know pretend that their stupid shit that they're doing is important. But I still don't think that most people think what they're doing is important. No, it's all extortion, isn't it? Journalism is dead. I'm kind of sad this day. Let's all have a funeral. I drank my beer right. I can't pour any out. Brian's pour some <laughs> beer out for the, for the death of journalism, please. Uh, I want to thank, uh, above all else, the Surly Goat. Well, I want to thank you guys, too, but I want to thank the Surly Goat in West Hollywood for hosting us again this evening. Uh, they changed the sprockets of Berlin disco music. It's going to be a little more palatable after a while. <laughs> it was, uh, I was having flashbacks to my days in, in Berlin for a little while. Uh, for sound engineer Brian, for Matt, you want to pimp and promote something this week? Uh, MattRalston.net and Twitter at Matthew Ralston. Uh, can you whip people in your sweepstakes or the Zika virus? Uh, when you come back from Brazil, Zika virus blowjob? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get it and write a first-person account. Or whatever, some shrunken baby heads. Uh, thanks again, Sir Lego. This is Lex. Talk to you next week. Last Minute on Earth. <laughs>